got a scramble going on. I wanted Alish Forfar to stick around for the top of the show today, just for a minute. One. Hi. Two. I think I'm. I like how connected. you're out of breath, even though all you did was go. <laughs> well, things weren't plugged in properly. Yeah, no, I had to move seats. It's cool. It's all right. What's up? So. I asked you to stick around for like one second. Yes. And then you said, Bieber? I was like, Well, no. I thought that's what you wanted to talk about. No. I, 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 I was pro Bieber's fit. I defended it. No. Why not? First of all, Bugs Life glasses. I thought, I said aliens from the 90s. Yeah. And there the jacket an was like Care Bears. That's, Care Bears are cool. I actually like Care Bears. Aliens, I just, it didn't, Bugs it didn't match. It was a bit too many different directions. I loved it. But the people loved it. The I crowd lo- loved it. I absolutely adored it. And I also loved that he was just, Amongst the people and given the fist bumps to the crowd. Well, amongst the did people in the elite. No, I didn't get a picture, but I did, I did meet him. You did? Yeah, but I didn't. It was too chaotic to get a photo. Did he Quick, know who you were? brief. Um, I don't know. He didn't. He wasn't like, hey, I saw you on the video board. You're great at your job. But like I said, hey, hi, how are you? Yeah. And he like wasn't like, who are you, stranger? But yeah. you say amongst the people, yet he was sitting in the seats that like you literally have, that you have to be invited to sit in. But. Nonetheless, he was in the crowd. Wow, you're calling out beeps. No, I'm just saying he wasn't like, you know, in the 20th row of the golds. He was in like those special seats that have access to like Drake's Sure Club. Hmm. But anyway, Hmm. he's there. It was cool. Like people, he was fist pumping people. Yeah, he was. It was like electric atmosphere last night at the game. I brought you in here before I actually talk about the Leafs. I got James Myrtle in a couple minutes and I also have Brandon Nimmo thoughts, but I actually brought you here today because I saw this morning breaking news that... Do you know what know is leaving Netflix? No, no. Yeah, it is. No, 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 no. It is. Don't, JD, no. It's leaving Netflix. <laughs> it's face not. Fell yeah. you said no, that. it's actually not. The office is leaving Netflix. No, 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 no. It is. I'm actually yeah. emotional. I know. I'm sorry. Why is this happening? It's happening. When? I don't know, but I saw it today. In Canada? Yeah. I'm North moving America. to no, <laughs> yeah. North America. I can't yeah. even like VPN. <laughs> no, you can't even. JD, ah, why? Yeah. When? I don't, I don't know. I just saw it this morning. You know what? I'm buying whatever up. that stupid peacock service is. The second I leave here, I'm, I'm subscribing. They got me. Yeah. January 2023. Listen, people. Honestly, gonna, I'm the most upset I've probably hey, been in my whole life. People are going <laughs> to think I'm shilling here. I don't care. Cable should be making a comeback. I was talking about it in the newsroom yeah, this morning. You were talking about it this I'm morning. So cable, sad. cable, we. We flew too close to the sun, everybody. We flew too close to the sun, and we should all be crawling back. I actually pay for cable, yeah, Rogers course, service, but I... Well, we, we have to watch sports. It's kind of hard to do that. <laughs> well, through. you can have some, like, sports Yeah, but now. that's insane. If you have eight different, like, streaming subservices wow. to sports... I think you just ruined my weekend and my month and my holiday season. Well, I wanted you to get it all in because, yeah, you... Um, you lean emotionally and psychologically on that show playing in the background. Oh, do I ever? Yeah, that's like my mental health. I don't. Who needs therapy? You just listen to Michael Scott. I know. <laughs> I don't know where it's going. I just know it's leaving. Oh my God. So I would you... assume it goes exclusively to Peacock, right? Well, then Peacock is taking my money. Well, I don't. There's I just know. no. I can't live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. It's that, getting dark. I'm gonna need that drop, please. Oh, I can't live. So drop. sad, JD. Anyways. I just needed to know how you felt. I cry in my car on the way. I was on, I was under the. That I knew this already? Yeah, of course. Well, I wake up and only think about sports. Remember when you used to get up early? We're going to say, I wake up and only think about which episode of The Office I'm going to watch tonight. (laughs) When I get home. Yeah, Um, sorry to break this to you. Damn. I know. So. Well, thanks. I'm going to go. No problem. Be depressed all weekend. I just want to hear your thoughts. And yeah, we got a raw motion. I got what I came here for. Thank yeah. you, Elish, for you have, Do you have 21 days to watch The Office? Oh, that's Netflix. okay. I can probably crush like six runs. 
Six runs, 21 Six days? Six runs. You know, I, I went to an office trivia a, a couple weeks ago. And you better have won. I got to tell you, if uh, you didn't No, win. I'll tell you, there was, so I went with one other person. You <laughs> could have groups of eight. That, that was a mistake. The groups of eight were obviously like me times eight. Yeah. And we I lost. I hate trivia, dude. Well, the people that went, like, literally are a different breed of human. Yeah, and that's why. they got no questions wrong. I got yeah. one round wrong in each of the three rounds. So yeah. three wrong They're in, like, what an like, idiot. in, like, 15 questions <laughs> per round. And I got one wrong each round. And it was, like, when I when I handed yeah. the paper over to the next people, I'm like, oh, my God. how did I? Like, I knew it when I handed it away that I, like, it got to me too late. But This is too much stakes for you because people go, She's a huge Office fan, and she went to Dartmouth. <laughs> and yeah. you're blowing it for the team, and, and they I, go, yeah, oh I know. God. It was, you Disposal. know what, I was like kind of like, well, at least I'm not like a loser that knows all 100% of the questions. You spun, you turned on your oh, own yeah. people? Wow. I was like, look at these nerds. <laughs> you turned on your <laughs> But I went home, time. and I was like, oh, wow. I need to train turned better. Turned on her own fandom. Yeah. I went home, and I, I was like, I need to train better. Like, go right to back into it. Better, yeah. <laughs> no more, like, switching to, like, Parks and Rec. Like, screw that. I, uh... I get invited to trivia a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Like regular trivia or show just specific? All, yeah, no, not show specific. Just regular trivia. It's fun. Sometimes sports, but I, I have too much to lose. You can't do it. What, what's there to gain? If I win at sports it's trivia true. especially, right? It's like, well, you work for 590. Ex- exactly. You're just you, flexing on people. It's, yeah. it's like arm wrestling a kid. What's the upside? <laughs> the kid beats you and you look like the weakest That's person true. ever. You win and people go... You're a monster. That's true. <laughs> it, there's no upside. There's no upside. So I mm-hmm. always, I have too big of an ego for trivia is what I'm trying to say. Really? Yeah. I, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. ego? Yeah. Wait, no, I, where am I? No. I think I might, just, I might be losing it because of the news. Yeah. Like I'm hallucinating. I, lo- I actually do enjoy regular trivia. Yeah. I, I'm a big history buff. Yeah. I know you love history. Yeah. So that, but. But then if I don't get that stuff and other people know it. You're upset. Yeah, I feel like a bozo. That's like when I went home and, and trained. And they go, oh, you didn't know anything, huh? Because you're just watching TV all the time. That's when right. I go, yeah. All you watch is sports. You're yeah. one-sided Ugh. individual. Yeah. I've never been invited to a trivia night. Yeah, Where'd well, you go? you're literally 17 years okay, old. Okay, dude. You can't even drink. Yeah, this is always at a bar. Yeah, where are you going to do trivia with your parents <laughs> at your house? <laughs> trivia pursuit. A board game? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I guess I'll leave time. now. I've been coming to get all cooked. Right. All right. Thanks, yeah, guys. Actually, you did. That I'm going to just be upset morning. for the next month. Bye, Well, you're welcome. I got 22 days. Yeah, you got time. 22 days. Thanks. December 31st. Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. See you. Bye, Okay. So, in more disappointing news, um, the Blue Jays don't get Brandon Nimmo. I said that the eggs were in the basket of the old... They were in the Nimmo basket. What? What's everybody looking at me for behind the glass? Everybody's giving me weird looks. Did <laughs> I do something? No. Okay, fine. They're not even looking at you anymore. I know. Everyone Turn looked, away. I, there was a look of panic. People shot out of the back of the room. Something's going on. Is it a fire drill? I don't know what's happening here. Anyway, Brandon Nimmo signs with the New York Mets. What is it? $163 million over eight years? 162. 162. Damn, I was so close. That's why I can't do trivia. <laughs> One little mistake. You Just, got eight years, though. I did get eight years. Mm-hmm. So I'm flying no notes today. I'm flying no laptop because we set up late. So you can be two things at once. You can be disappointed that the Jays didn't get this guy because it really did feel as though they were gearing towards him. It's another guy that the Blue Jays would have targeted that they didn't get. If we're talking about this group misreading the market, this can go into that category of, hey, even Brandon Nimmo, who, remember when we talked to Jeff Passan, and he thought Brandon Nimmo's not getting $100 million before, like during the MLB season. Mm-hmm. Turns out he got $63 million more than 100 
huge contract for that guy. Absolutely massive contract for that guy. It is another, you can say, if you're an angry Blue Jays fan, misread. But for my money, there's just no way I'm giving Brandon Nimmo eight years, $162 million. That's just, that's absurd. 20 million a year. That's an absurd number for Brandon Nimmo. And even if he tears it up this year, I don't care. You, you just can't do that. This goes back to my thing of Jays should have been in on the Bogarts types. They should have taken more money and they should have gone a tear up. Mm-hmm. That's what I would have loved to have, to have seen from them. I kind of think they did that a little bit with Verlander. They really like Verlander. They wanted Amir. They've had multiple dalliances with him. So I guess I'm disappointed that they're not getting a good player like Brandon Nimmo who fits lefty bat, gets on base, can play center field. There's a lot of reasons to like him. But it's really hard to be mad about that. It's just really hard to be mad when you get outbid that way. I'm sorry. It just is. It's really hard to get mad at that one. It's not, that's, that's not a future Hall of Famer that we're talking about here. If it was, if I really thought that he was the missing piece, I would have said they had to do everything that they can to get this guy. But I don't think it's outside the realm of the possibility that the Jays end up with some different machination of an outfield mm-hmm. that turns out to be better than this guy or healthier than this guy. So, yeah. Brandon Nimmo, thoughts and prayers for all the Blue Jays fans that really wanted that guy and thought that they were going to be in on him. Mm-hmm. But I'm not overly heartbroken about it. Heartbroken about the Blue Jays offseason so far. It's yeah. weird. I was getting – so we did a video, and I asked a question, is this the offseason for Mel? Because mm-hmm. of – I outlined an entire case. Yeah. And you know the crybabies. The crybabies went, <laughs> I didn't realize the offseason was home, Jay. <laughs> oh, they signed guys in other offseasons, J.D. I went, yeah, that's other offseasons. And – Sure. No one's saying the offseason is over. Where yeah. does that where was that said? No, the point remains. The Blue Jays had less to spend than a lot of the other big spenders mm-hmm. in an offseason where they want to compete. How's that crybaby's going? The Blue Jays are like a baseball team. And I went, Yeah, that's why you want to spend money. Yeah. That's why you want to kick it up a notch and try to go out and get good players. Like Xander Bogart. <laughs> JD, how can you say? And it's the offseason from hell. It's not over. I, like the, I like this impression. It's not over, JD. <laughs> yeah, it's not over, but a lot of the key free agents are off the board. The pitching market is sparse. MLB insiders across the board are a little bit in disbelief about the state of the Blue Jays. But I'm glad that the the Twitter babies are out there defending. I, my favorite thing always, too, is I get a no-win with the show, or just in general. You, you work for Rogers, right? So mm-hmm. anything you say about the Blue Jays. I did show for Cable, <laughs> so that's that's tough. I'm saying Cable should be making a comeback. Cable is good, baby. Like I, I'm telling you, Cable is good. It, people, you sleep, you're, you're all sleeping on Cable. The youths, you guys are playing for 20 different subscription services. Cable has so much. You ever heard of PVR? Yeah, it's good. Set recordings, bang. <laughs> it is annoying fast forwarding through commercials though when you record shows, which I have done in the past. I'm lazy, so I think I would never. It's want tough. To do that. It's tough. Stuff. It's not easy. But anyway, cable has it all. Um, but they go, you protect the Blue Jays. Protect the shield. I, go, I don't care. The Blue Jays are not aware of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody that is paying attention from the Toronto Blue Jays about what my takes are, about anybody. And then if you criticize them, you have the people who just, for whatever reason, their entire identity yeah. is, you can never say anything about the offseason not over JD. Anyway, um, Nothing to really complain about with Toronto Maple Leafs right now. That was a 
That was just a beat down. That was a domination. They started that game, beat down City. Mm-hmm. Those poor LA Kings. Felt bad for them by the end of that game. I went, these guys just... They must mer- be tired. This two, two nights in a row in Toronto sports where I thought, we could use... It. What would a mercy rule look like in sports? <laughs> well, how do you get a mercy rule involved in professional sports? And that was with the Raptors. And that was with the Leafs. James Myrtle, senior editor at The Athletic, joins me now. What's up, buddy? How we doing? I'm good. Yeah, I think this is going to be... Uh... Positive Friday show for sure. Hey, I mean, what can you say that's negative about the lease right now? Um, let me scroll through my notes. I don't have anything. I actually have one minor thing. Actually, it's just, I who do you play at left wing? But you texted me last night after I was asleep, and you said you don't mind Engvall up there. I do mind Engvall, but given the options, I don't really know where. What what else are they supposed to do? Kind of thing. Well, I just heard you mention that as yeah. a potential option, and. I remember saying that in preseason, like maybe you try him there and it just gives you, mm-hmm. it bumps, bumps someone else down to the, the third line. And, but yeah, I mean, Kerfoot is, is in one and I don't like him up there. So, you know, or anywhere. <laughs> well, if, if they need cap space at some point and maybe you like him on another team. Yeah. You know, Anthony Stewart so. is in shambles this season. Like it is, he's having a really rough go. He's having a really tough time. My boy Stewie. Next time he comes on, he's getting it. <laughs> he's getting it for fighting me he's, on so many he, takes. He's a big Kerfoot backer. Massive Kerfoot yeah. backer. There, there okay. may or may not have been some tweets surfacing too of Mr. He's like Kasperi Kapanen's agent basically. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's been a tough go for my boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, yeah, Kerfoot's a Kerfoot's one of those guys that mm-hmm. he gets in his own head a little bit, and when it goes the wrong way for him, it can really go for a while, and that's that's where he's at right now. That that four on one last night. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I so obviously I do Leafs talk with McKee after the games, and I just it, right as soon as it happened, we were going. How many guys on planet Earth right now would you pick? To ahead of Kerfoot to be leading the four on one, how many guys in the NHL would you pick? But are, how many guys are on Joker it right now that you would rather have leading a four on one than Alex Kerfoot? Anyway, so what? It is positive, dude. It's it's really. I'm kind of a little bit torn back and forth, though. I will admit that this. I, I've never. I should have never really doubted whether the Leafs were a good regular season team, right? Like they've proven this year over year, and the team is looking very different. Than years past, I understand the frustration of people who are just Leaf haters who go, this is the same old story every year. No, no. People who observe this team closely have seen that it is different. Um, so that's where I want to start with you is, is what are you most impressed by right now? What What is standing out to you that feels different to you from years past? You know what it is, is they've got the adver- adversity, they've got all the injuries, and it, it doesn't matter. I mean, how many teams could lose? The blue liners that to me the biggest difference is like look look at the way that Sandine is playing with Lilgren. I mean, did anyone see that coming? Look at the way Justin Hall is playing. Mark Giordano on on the first pair and playing all the minutes that he is. I thought Timmons looked good last night. He did. You get Brody back and you know a little bit rusty because of the games he missed. I mean, Keith said after the game that it was kind of like a he called it like a practice for Brody, which I don't know if I've ever seen a coach say that a a game is like a practice for somebody, but I I know I know what he meant, but um with the way that LA played, it kind of was like a practice for everybody, but to me that that's the biggest positive is that you know, you you get these guys that a lot of people thought were potentially question marks on the blue line, especially with Muzzin out, especially with Riley out. You know, I think that if if someone would have in September drawn up 
what the decor has looked like the last six weeks and asked to predict their record, no one on earth would have predicted what the record has turned out to be. And, and it hasn't been smoke and mirrors either. You know, it's, it's, they've really, really found a way to limit opportunities and, and limit the high danger opportunities. And there's going to be tons of talk about the goaltenders. And I think there should be, because that's a, that's another big pleasant surprise for this team. But for me, I mean, if, if you're getting this from Sandine and, and, and Logren and, and Giordano and Justin Hall, all of a sudden it goes back to, I know a conversation we've had in the past is like, if you know you get to the trade deadline, you got Muzzin's money, where do you spend it? Mm-hmm. Maybe, you, maybe you don't need to spend that much on the blue line as you thought, if, if this is what all of these guys are going to look like. I'm of two minds with that. Sometimes I go, just add a little depth. And mm-hmm. then other times I say, this team has a decent amount of depth. And if Jordy Ben can give them that seventh defenseman who plays with some edge, I, I honestly, I don't know how good Gavrikov is. That's the name that everyone always points to as the potential future butcher that comes in on a cheaper deal and can play some defensive minutes and provides that different element that they have. I, I don't know if I'm, I'm Shaq. I'm the Shaq meme here. I'm sorry, young man. I'm, I'm not familiar with your game. I, I, I just don't, don't, you, don't you remember the series that when they played Columbus, I mean, he yeah. was, I just he was a star in a series where there was yeah. no goals because they call him the octopus. Like yeah. he's he's a big guy. He takes up a lot of the middle of the ice, and I think he's perfect for what they need. I mean, I think probably when they get into the off season and they need a guy like that, they're going to be thinking of him. Yeah. See, again, I I remember that series. I have memories of him. I've seen him play before. I just don't know him well enough on a consistent basis for me to say this is lock it down the guy that I really want for the Leafs. Sometimes I just I say. To me, the beauty of where the Leafs are at right now when it comes to trades or additions down the line is they just, man, it's the Elliot, the thing Elliot brings up all the time. The I think it's lose line. If you have time, use it. They really just have all the time in the world. They don't have yes. to do anything panicky. They can wait to the wire. They have a variety of ways that they can improve their team. And all of it right now, anyways, sort of feels a little bit like a luxury piece. I've I've compared it to... When you're a good team and you're at the NFL draft or you're at any draft and you end up with a pick from a bad team and you're a good team at the top, that's what I feel the Leafs are heading into the deadline. They have this space. They've gone through a little bit of adversity. To me, the guy that in my heart right now I'd love to see them pursue is John Taves. I just think that Mm -hmm. that would be a great fit in terms of no money on the books beyond this year, a guy who who has led, who has won, who is still playing at a good level, who balances out the lineup a little bit more. But again, we'll see where this is at when we actually hit the trade deadline. As of today, they are an absolute wagon. They are caving teams in. And I like what you said about adversity because this is kind of what I feel about this team too. And this is something that really is a positive indicator to me. So I've been reading and listening to a lot of sports psychology stuff lately. Just like mental... I'm, I'm very been very in the weeds on trying to figure out the mental side of sports or learn more about the mental side of sports by either listening to other athletes. And lately people who are listening to this podcast keep hearing me talk about flow state and, you know, choking and all these different things. And one of the biggest things that you need, if you've been a choker before, if you haven't thrived under pressure is to try and replicate that as closely as you can, they can't replicate that. And that's not what last night was against the LA Kings, but there is something to me about these guys losing their goaltender, these guys having the media and the fans at their throats saying the coach should be fired and coming out of that fire and everything not only just being fine, but everything being great. To me, that actually is a really meaningful rep that they got here early on in the year for a season where, yeah, they're going to need to be at their best when the chips are down. 
Well, yeah, 100%. And, you know, you could say that last year they had a little bit of that, but that was, I think it was a little bit of a a lighter version of it. I mean, do you remember, like, the Canadian division season stands out because I remember that year, and it just, everything broke right for them. They mm-hmm. didn't have hardly anybody hurt. I remember I remember going into the playoffs or, or near to the playoffs in that Canadian division season and looking at their blue line. It's like no one had missed any games. The mm-hmm. pairs had been the same all year. And they, they were walking their way to the division title. And I remember thinking, like, maybe they should just, like, try some different lines and some different pairings just in case, like, something goes wrong. And, of course, they get into the playoffs and you know, Muzzin gets hurt and, you know, things do go wrong and they weren't ready for it. And as soon as Montreal started that comeback, I mean, not to bring up bad memories for anybody because that series was a complete disaster, but they, they weren't ready for it. And they weren't ready. You know, Tavares is obviously goes down in the first game of the season. That was really like the first adversity they saw that whole year. And everybody was talking about how easy their path was to round three and round four and everything that year. And they got ahead of themselves and that, and yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it was natural, you know, and this year they're, they're not going to do that. You know, they, they, there's no way they can do that, you know. If, and, and and you know they didn't look good to start the year, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know it is an indicator, and I think it's a, a lot of the, there was some silly stuff that was being said. I think in the off season about this team and 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 about Sheldon Keefe, and you know you and I were going back and forth on Sheldon Keefe early in the season. I mean, like there's a lot of really good things about this team. And I think you're right. I think having that adversity early, and there's going to be more adversity to come too. You know, they're not going to get nine, thirty-three goaltending from Murray and Samsonov for the next three months. So there's going to be bumps coming, and how they respond to that is going to be huge. The goaltending has been terrific. To me, it's a it's two things that are just complement. It's the it's the symbiotic relationship. That's what it's called. The one when it's the bird in the alligator's mouth. That's right, right? <laughs> I, I, I think of venom when you say symbiotic. Uh, yeah, so that's, just, that's me. The, the where the, you get that example of just nature helping nature was, hey, this bird cleans this alligator's mouth and the alligator doesn't chomp down on it, cleans his teeth and it's good for it. <laughs> that's, that's what I think about how the Leafs are playing defensively with the goaltending, where it's just these, these two things are just forces of nature that are helping each other and nobody's not holding up their end of the bargain. So you're right. There's going to be dips. It's a, still a very long season. It's why... I am, you know, I actually thought to you about talking to you today about Dubas leverage and what this could look like and whether or not you mm-hmm. would end up extending him before the playoffs because the team is just, mm-hmm. it's clearly good, but we've known that the team is good and there is a part of me I that was, says, maybe... Yeah, not to interrupt you, but yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same thing last night during the game. Yeah, yeah I had the exact same thought. Like, yeah. maybe there's a column here that, <laughs> you know, if the goaltending, if they hit on that bet and you hit on yeah. what the blue line looks like, like... Is there a reason to wait? Like, does it does it still come down to one playoff series against Tampa? I don't. I don't know. Well, that's why this is this is so hard, man. This is honestly this is a billion dollar question, and why I've gone back and forth on it is, I, I think Kyle Dubas has clearly assembled a very good hockey team, um, but a lot of this too is that their stars have all hit their prime at the same time, and Tavares is still in his right? Mm-hmm. Those, those four mm-hmm. guys are just all dominating. I basically Leafs talk every single night is me talking about which of the Leafs stars deserves the most credit. <laughs> That's what that show has become. And last night for me, it was Nylander where I went, you know, he's the guy that people are now sort of sleeping on. We have to just basically take turns to merry-go-round of who gets the most credit of the top four. The real answer is all of them are kicking ass. All of them are playing 200 feet games. 
All of them have been consistently good. Even Matthews, who we were going, what's up with Matthews? You go look at his point totals. You look at him over the last six games and you say, uh, he's just Boston Matthews again. Let's just not have this conversation for a while. The goaltending one is interesting because the two guys are playing great, but that is a, you need to see it over the course of the entire season thing. Then there's also the element of if Matt Murray does get hurt again, how much fault do you put on Kyle Dubas for that? I don't know mm-hmm. how much I do. I like they, These are things that I need to see later to answer some of these questions. And no, do I think it's fair to measure it if we go, hey, if you lose to Tampa Bay again, a really good hockey team in a seven-game series and it ends up being a coin flip, should you determine a GM's future? No. But there is a part of me that says, again, I want to see this group when the chips are down, when the pressure is at its highest, and whether or not they can overcome this hurdle. If they, If it's like last year where it didn't feel like they choked, they just lost – then, yeah, I think that you can at least halfway determine that. But as it sits right now, as it sits today, it's it's kind of hard for me to see a scenario where they just don't want to extend Dubas. I, I think that if they don't continue together, the, maybe it's Kyle Dubas who goes, I actually am getting, it's hard to believe he gets a more lucrative offer somewhere else, but maybe he just uses his leverage and gets another job offer. I don't know. He could. Yeah. I mean, there could be a, there could be an organization that's down on its luck. That's, you know, right. commits a lot of term. And I mean, I, I think the wild card here and we're kind of getting in the weeds a little bit and we're looking so far ahead is you don't know what the board's thinking. You don't know what ownership's thinking. Like it could, it might not be. And, and like I said, we don't know what we're guessing, but it might not be the most rational decision. It might just be, Oh, they lost again. Okay. Let's, let's, let's change something up. Yeah. No, <sighs> dude. <laughs> I, and guess what? I, I'm not going to promise that I won't be on that take. I know that right now in this, but this is what being a prisoner of the moment is, right? Is the prisoner of the moment goes, give Dubas all the term, give him the extension. And then a month later, Matt Murray's hurt and the Leafs mm-hmm. are giving up a bunch of goals and their guys are starting to dog it a little bit and it can just swing and change so much. So I just, I think that if they gave him an extension today, it'd be hard to be upset about it. But I also just think that if your plan at the beginning of the year was to play it out and be patient and see how this entire thing shaped up, then don't deviate from the course. Just continue to play it out that way and let's all just see how it goes. So I mentioned Nylander. Um, do you think his season has been a little under the radar? He's got a lot of points. He's got a lot of goals. He looks stronger to me. Um, I feel like the pairing of him and Matthews now is is got to be it for quite some time until something doesn't work in the top six. But... Yeah, what have you noticed with Nylander's game this season? Is this an actual different thing, or is this a perception thing? Mm, I think if you've watched every game, you've seen it. But mm-hmm. I think that maybe it is a little bit subtle. But he's he's been good right from the start too. Like he he's the one of the when nothing was going right, he was really really good at the start of the. He he and Tavares were playing well right from the beginning of the year, and Nylander just he looks like he's in his prime. Like, I think you're right. I mean, his strength is Nealander's one of those guys that, you know, people think of him as, you know, a small Swede, you know, typical, you know, things that, that people would say, but he's incredibly powerful. He's a horse. He's an incredibly powerful person. Like his legs are massive. He's, he is cut. You know, I'm sure some people have seen the pictures of him and everything in the off season when he's dancing on the beach or whatever he's doing. Like he's, He's just a really, really powerful guy, and he's a powerful guy into his prime, and he's just got, like his dad, just incredible hand-eye coordination, incredible skills with the puck, and, you know, he's, like, look at the goal that he scored. Like, it's just amazing. I mean, in terms of offensive talent, like, he's way, way up there, 
And I think that I think people sleep on Nylander a little bit. He gets overshadowed by the other guys. But mm-hmm. you know, if you look at his, I'm trying to think of the time frame I want to use. Like if you look at the last, say, three or four seasons, I mean, he's right up there among the league leaders. Like, what is he's probably, I think he's like top thirty in NHL scoring. Like that mm-hmm. contract has worked out incredibly well for the Leafs. You know, and I was actually, and again, this is another one where we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I was looking at everyone's, people have talked a lot about the Matthews contract, but if you wanted to bring Nylander back, and I was looking at comparables, and the best one out there is what Nashville did with Philip Forsberg, um, and that was, you know, a long-term deal at about $9 million, I think maybe maybe exactly $9 million. Um, that's what you'd be looking at, and with the way that he's played this season, I, I'd be on board with that for sure. Yeah, I think most people would be, especially given that the cap eventually will go up. Um, so we are told someday, sometime down the line, one year, Soon. there will be leaps. Soon. Even when there were some projections, I, I don't want to say it was anybody because I don't want to get it wrong, but I, I did see someone put out some projections for the next like three, four, five years when it came to the cap escalation. If you got Nylander on a $9 million deal, my guess is that would be quite the sweetheart contract. Just like you're basically getting him on the the same cap percentage or something close to it moving forward. Yeah. I'd love that. It's hard not to, it's always hard with the lease man, not to do big picture and in the moment stuff because yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a nature of covering this team right now, but that actually will be super fascinating moving forward here is whether or not there will be just a better round of negotiations with these guys. Like if, if they don't win, if they don't get this thing done in the next two years, what will it look like from Matthews and Nylander when it comes to their goals and free agency and their, their monetary goals? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think Matthews is getting, he's going to set the bar for the whole league. Like yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have, taking a haircut. I don't have any doubt <laughs> that, you know, and I don't even, yeah, yeah. I bet it won't even be a long-term yeah. contract, right? Like he, he'll, he'll set an AAV that is just enormous, but I mean, when you when you do what he did last season, you win the Hart Trophy and you score the goals. That I mean, it's what's the alternative, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you you pony up. So, I, I I mean, I guess I guess what you could think of maybe you, you're carving up the Tavares cap hit and giving it to the other three guys. I mean, to your point, you were talking about how they're all just rolling right now. Mm-hmm. Two thirds of the Leafs goals over this stretch, over this 18 games, two thirds of their goals have come from the four guys. Yeah. I think they account for over 50% of the offense now. Like, I mean, that that's fantastic. But when I saw that, I was like, yeah, can they do that? Like the big question is in the playoffs. Can they do that? Right. Mm-hmm. Can they, can they get, more than 50% of their goal scoring from four players because that's been something that's hurt them in the past. You get up against a really good team and they lock in on those guys. And it's, you know, they've, I don't know that they've ever had all four going at once in the playoffs, you know, yeah. Like there's been, they've all had like little stretches and it's because you get against a Tampa or a Boston and those teams are even a Columbus with Gavrikov, you know, and they, they find a way to lock in and, and shut guys down. So that's going to be the test of uh, getting those guys rolling. And you'd like to see them rolling in, in March and April as opposed to, as opposed to right now, but hard to criticize the way they're yeah. playing right now. No, I don't. But you know what though, all those points that you just made, that's why you have to be patient with the extension talk stuff. And, and I know mm-hmm. like you're right. If you write the column, I don't think it's a, like, we're having a conversation, so I wouldn't, you know, the column can make sense. Just to me, 
if I if I have to take a position on it, it's that you you have to wait. I'm sorry, you, you just have to continue to wait. You have to be patient. You can't make these decisions on you know this. What is it now? The second week of December? It's just it's not a it's it's. I don't think that's smart business. We're um, 28 games in. I mean, the yeah. conversation might be way different in. Feels February longer. For, February first. <laughs> feels really. It I don't does know if feel it's longer. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's because I'm covering every single game afterwards right now or what it is, <laughs> but it just. This this has already felt like at least half a season. There, to, to give us just chop a couple of games off of this. All right, we, do we really need the Coyotes again? That let's take that one out. That that one can go. Eighty-one game season. That's what I'm saying. The NHL, I, the NHL season is way too long. Definitely. Like it, oh, it's it should be seventy long. games for it's, sure. Man, this is something that the NBA and the NHL have to reconcile with. Where yes, they have to figure out what is the best future of the league as a television product. What's the best future of the league for our fans? for keeping interest in the sport. And the NBA is kind of flirting with this mid-season tournament idea, which they, they cannot mm-hmm. do in the NHL, right? No one's, <laughs> that is the dead last thing that would ever work is the middle of the season Stanley Cup. Uh, just woof. And you know what the worst part about that is? The Leafs would definitely win that first try. The Leafs would win that first try <laughs> and it would be the worst thing ever. But no, they just, they don't have a fix other than fewer games, but then that's a problem because of the gate. Anyway, it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing, but um, yeah, I, I think that yeah, 82 for both of them. Just every time you look at a schedule now, and you start projecting forward all the months. You go, oof, this this can't be right. Uh, James Myrtle, um, senior editor at the Athletic, uh, appreciate you as always making time, pal. Okay, thank you. See you, man. Um, too early for that. Too early. And if anybody goes, but you were going to fire the coach, that's a totally different thing. That's a totally different thing. The coach and the general manager. In terms of deciding someone should be here for a bunch of years versus, I, I just there. I don't want to sound like I'm doom casting today. There is a lot of evidence that the Leafs are, to me, right now they're the best team in hockey. Nobody is just consistently routing teams the way that they are, and just completely outplaying their opponents night in night out. Look at their balance. Look at the stats of their goaltenders right now. Their team blue. Their team defense. The way that their forwards are bought in, the the level of engagement that they're showing up with every night, the star power that they have up top, the idea that they can add at the trade deadline and be uber flexible with what they want to do. The the potential of adding Matthew Nyes at some point this year, sure, could he show up and be overwhelmed by the NHL? Yeah, that's a possibility, but there is also there's also a chance that he's a contributor. Like, there's a decent chance, I would say, that he's giving you more than what Malgan is giving you or whoever, whatever group of forwards that they're going to put at left wing tomorrow. That's why, again, the Taves thing really interests me is because that's a center. You, you know how he would slot in. You go out and get a left winger. I don't know. It just it, There's a little bit of a simpler ad there to me, a little bit of a better fit today. All those things in harmony... And the fact that the Leafs have gone through adversity this season, I'm telling you, that that means as much to me as anything, what I said earlier with James. That means as much to me as anything. There's a lot of reason for optimism right now, but you got to play this out. If there's the doom cast is, there's another Murray injury, and then if that happens, how much of that is on Dubas for rolling the dice on a guy who has been injured a lot in his career? If he gets hurt at the wrong time, do you chalk that up as just bad luck? Or do you put that at the feet of someone and say, hey, the injury-prone guy got hurt. That's on you for rolling the dice on that guy. This team's prime, this team's window on a guy like that. 
the blue line could get in the playoffs and not look as strong against heavier cycle teams or different games. They might, if the offense dries up again and they don't get secondary scoring and it happens again, what are you, what are you supposed to say to that? I, I just bring these up to illustrate that it's, it's not today, tomorrow where you make these extensions. It's not today, tomorrow where you decide the future of the team, but damn, do they look good? They're uh, they're closing in on history too. I was look, I was looking for the stat, but uh, I couldn't find the exact one. But they have 13 games in a yeah. row now with at least a point. Yeah. Uh, and I mentioned on the broadcast last night, I believe the record's 16. So they're hmm. closing in on the most consecutive games with an overtime loss or a win. Yeah. At least. Huh. Interesting. So they're in one of the best stretches st- statistically in their franchise history. I love that. All right. Well, statistically, I went one of two with my bets yesterday. <laughs> Higby went under. Jefferson went over. On the last drive, Jefferson showed up. I, Baker had what I said that he was going to get the 200 yards from the quarterback. Just got distributed a little differently. Skronic, that was the one. <sighs> Should have gone Skronic. Skronic. That was his favorite target last night. Yeah, by it really far. was. Anyway, let's say, yeah, Skronic, fantasy relevant. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back. Let's do time for action. Preview our best bets for Sunday. Sportsnet 590, The Fan. It's time for action. Brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app to get in on the action. Must be 19 plus. Must be in Ontario. Please play responsibly. Okay. Sunday best bets. This is my favorite one. My favorite time for action. All the other ones. Favorite day of the week. This this is the one. This is the ticket. I'm going to do two today. I got stuff. I got extra stuff. You got stuff? Yeah, I I got spillover. So I said earlier in the week that the... The Bengals-Browns line was fishy. Mm-hmm. Five points. So that's five and a half now. Five so and a half. The, the casuals are coming in. <laughs> Screwing the line. Casuals sneaking in here. Um, how many times do you think Kevin Stefanski has beat the Bengals in a row? Zero. Five. Oh. I was about to say, I don't think Joe Burrow's ever beat the Browns. Five straight wins. The last time they played, Baker Mayfield was the quarterback. Ooh. 41-16 to 16 Browns. 41-16. Yeah. Bengals won the Super Bowl last year. Just saying. Stay away. I, I, so I actually think that I'm going to bet the Bengals on the money line in the Cowherd's Parlay this weekend. I think that's going to go down. Mm-hmm. Because to me, the Bengals, this is going to be my talking head thing where I go, the Bengals are going to prove that they are a different team when they host the Cleveland Browns and get over the Stefanski hurdle. But <laughs> it's... That's too weird. That's too weird. This is a matchup league. Yeah. And Stefanski has a thing against the Bengals. And so that line, it's spooky. And the whole point of spooky lines, sketchy lines, is to identify, research, and then avoid. And sometimes I have <laughs> Identify, not, research, avoid. Yeah. I identify, like research, avoid. And this time it, it worked to perfection. Identify, research, avoid has come yeah. through. So I'm off that. Burrow is 0-4 against the Browns in his career. By the way, his stats aren't even that bad. He's just never beat them. But sometimes sketchy lines is for research. Well, how was the order again? Uh, identify, identify research. research and bet. Okay. Uh, Why is the line? No, no, no. Identify, research, invest. Yeah, that's better. Good job. Yeah. Good job, Joe. Good Thanks. job. Thanks. I want to know from the group. 
Detroit Lions this weekend, minus two. That's Who's coming was, with me? That's the one I was looking at. Who's coming with me, you man? You're going Lions well, minus two. Who's coming with me? Are we? I want. Who is coming with me on the Detroit Lions minus two this weekend? I want to hear. Bavo's cringing. He's not in it. He likes the Vikings. I'm, I've just been flip flopping back and forth. I think it's just a stay away it's, from it's, me. It's 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins. Like, he, he turns into Patrick Mahomes at care. 1 p.m. I don't care. Guess here's here's the stat you need to know about the Detroit Lions. Okay. Over 30 points in half of their games. Mm-hmm. Dan Campbell spoke this week about, hey, you guys have regrets about the way you played earlier in the season. And he said, I don't have regrets because we wouldn't be the team we are now without what happened to us earlier in the year. And I went, you're damn right, Danny. You're damn right. The Detroit Lions are back. They saw what happened last night with the Las Vegas Raiders. And they said, that's not us. That's not who we are. We're not the choking dogs who are going to lay down in the streets and lose this football game. We are going to get this done. Jamal Williams is going to win the rushing touchdown title. And we are going to the playoffs. We are finding a way. What Lions fans, hit me up. At JD Bunkus, Twitter and Instagram, wherever you want to do it. This is the biggest Lions game since when? Since... Stafford playoffs. That's it, right? Possibly. That's got to be it. What year was that? 2014? <laughs> that was 2014. Think so. Could be wrong. Think so. I was in elementary school. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Little Joe was on the schoolyard. <laughs> yeah. What are the lines? 2016. Papa? It's 2016. Damn it. Whatever. 2016. I, I stand by. I was in high school. It felt like 2014, okay? It felt like 2014 when they played. That was 2016? Damn. Anyway, that's the, this is the biggest game since then. The Vikings are frauds, okay? The Vikings have to regress at some point with this whole we win every one score game that we play in. We somehow find a way to eat things, things out. Kirk Cousins, 1 p.m., is a terror, but I'm still riding with the Lions. Well, That's my pick this week. The, the one Vikings tie that immediately comes to my mind is if you flipped mm-hmm. every one possession game, the mm-hmm. Vikings record would be 1-11. Yeah. Not 10-2. and two. Yeah. They're the bizarro Broncos. Yeah. They're, they're, the, they're the flip side. Yeah. All right. What do you guys got? What games do you like? Let's go Buffalo. All right. So I'm not overthinking this one, guys. I'm getting double point, double digit points within the division. I like the Jets plus yes. ten against the Bills. This is going to start getting called the Buffalo Classic. Is just the divisional <laughs> the game, divisional game where he takes the points. That is the Buffalo. <laughs> that is your dice move. You just dice move it every week. Mark just steps up to the plate. It's like, what's it going to be? And he just starts rattling them dice. And he's like, here we go. And it's a divisional game. I'm going to start project, uh, predicting yours. But okay, make the case because I'm I'm with you on this one. I, I just think that the Jets have been a better team with Mike White yep. at the helm. Uh, if you're giving me double digits on the same week that Von Miller is gone for the season, I think yep. that trends well for the Jets as well. And, you know, even bef- the, these teams, the division, it's just the AFC East, it just seems like it's always closer than you, than anticipated. Mm-hmm. And the Jets, I think, are legit and have taken a step this season. So that's that's my case for it. I, I, I like it. I'm on it too. I'm going to be teasing the Jets, pushing it up a little bit there. Here's the things that scare me. Bills off a bye. And their defense having a little bit of the, oh, so you think we're done because we lost Vaughn Miller? Mm. Oh, oh, you you don't think we can, you don't believe in us? You don't believe in Greg Russo? Well, let us teach you something about that. And, and being very fired up for that game. So that scares me a little bit. 
Here's what doesn't scare me. You're right. The Jets are real. And the Mike White thing, say whatever you want about his talent, whatever. Jets are getting on planes wearing Mike White shirts. Jets are buying into this dude. They like that guy. They want to win with that guy. And yeah, do the Bills need this to win the division and try to have home field? I got a little theory that the Bills don't even want home field. Hmm. Think about the way they're designed. Shootouts. No running game. Wouldn't be the worst. Just saying. Wouldn't be the worst. They won at Arrowhead this year. They did. No, would again, it they, be they always the beat Kansas City in the regular season, though. Well, yeah, would it be the worst? I'm just saying, though, if the Bills didn't have to play all their games at home in the frigid cold at Orchard Park. Just saying. Just a thought. Mm-hmm. I, they're definitely wanting home field. I'm just nuts. But from a they-need-to-win standpoint, I don't know. You know, those guys do want a little vacation. Go down to Missouri. Mm. Anyway. Um, I'm, on, I'm on your team this week, J.D. All right. I'm on, I'm on the Seahawks. Make the case. The I Seahawks. do like the Jets. So the defense, the front seven, it's all good. Um, they force turnovers. Sauce Gardeners and uh, Sauce Sauce versus Diggs. Mucho fun. That is a really <laughs> fun game. Fun. This is a shockingly fun game from where we would have thought at the beginning of the season. We would have thought this was a complete beatdown, ass-kicking, whatever, no no show. I think that the 10 was a little shocking. A little bit too many points, Boffo. I'm totally with you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to probably be teasing the Jets, but I'm, I'm with you on the Jets. What do you got? What What's the case for the Hawks? The Seahawks? I'm I, not coming with you on this. You're not? No, no chance. Be because of the injuries? Nah, just because... Just because I, I just don't no, think the Panthers are going to be able to I score. I did the Seahawks versus the Raiders thing. I, I broke my thing, my my solemn vow that I made to my grandfather who got <laughs> rolling over in his grave knowing that I bet on my own team. That's just that's you, the you first did make thing, the case that you don't bet on your own team. First thing that he taught me at the kiosks at the mall putting together pro lines was don't bet on your own team. And here I am today betraying his wishes. So, no, I deserve everything I got. I'm not going So with that's you. why you're not going on the Seahawks. Correct. And I, I, because I, I kind of think they're a bit frauds. Interesting, really. Yeah, well, yeah. okay, I, I'm just I'm big on Seattle just because mm-hmm. uh, being a fan of another division team of the Panthers, I mm-hmm. see them a lot. And didn't this line open at five? I didn't see what it opened up, but it's at four and a half now. Yeah. Um, I just don't think the Panthers are going to be able to score. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darnold has not proven really anything. Like one touchdown pass this year, barely played. Uh, that team is just in the mud. And I don't think Seattle is going to have much problem winning by at least a touchdown. So I'm more go. Like I'm, this, is, this is more of a fade on Carolina than it is yeah. on a pick on Seattle. I don't know. Sam Darnold's un- got vibes right now. Sa- the Sam, under on Sam Darnold has too. a little bit of vibes. Well, yeah, vibes. It's a USC what? quarterback USC. playing Pete Carroll, wanting to show out a little bit. Here's here's the other thing. You want, you guys want to know the the real feeling I have about this game? Oh no, I don't think Geno's coming back to the Seahawks. I think after I think, this season. Yeah, I think that some team is going to say to Geno. Here's a huge bag of money, and Seattle's going to go, dude, we can't give you that. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be some team that's further down the line. Seattle's still a little ways away. That's what we're learning about this season. Yeah, you can turn it around in the NFL. You can be awesome. I don't want to lose Geno. I'd love to have Geno. But I-, I think some weirdo team, look at the free agent quarterbacks that are available. Nobody's out there. Geno's out there. Mm-hmm. I think Danny Dimes returns to the Giants, and then you're starting to look at a field that's a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. Unless Tom Brady decides that he wants to play football some more, but that only shores up one team. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is available through a trade, but again, he's going to pick a spot. Yeah. I could see a scenario where these two teams switch the QBs. Green Bay and Seattle? No. Or Tampa Bay and Seattle? No. You're not paying attention to your own game. Who are, Panthers. Oh, the Panthers. The Panthers. Oh, you, well, you just mentioned Aaron Rodgers, so I was thinking of Green Bay. And the Seahawks. Could I see Geno getting a big bag of money from the Panthers? Could. Could I see Pete Carroll saying, you know what, Darnold wasn't so bad last year. 
USC guy. Let's bring him in here. Let's take a flyer. Let's draft a quarterback and let's bring in Darnold. Yeah. Seattle's let's defense the, needs to Let's keep the progression going. On. Anyway, I just... I'm, I'm, the, I'm the Panthers defense the Panthers. Is, is decent enough. And Seattle's Seattle's defense is bad enough. Yeah, it's bad. That it is this bad. this is just a non-trustworthy game. This is in the four and a half zone where I just I'm sorry I, I can't come with you on this one. This is a complete stay away game for me. Awesome, Mackie, you got a pick? Yes, sir. Uh, mystery relevant. Brock Purdy, Iowa State oh, yeah. legend. There we go. Favored now we're at talking. home against the now goat, Tom Brady. You kidding me? They it. might win the game. Not winning by more than three points. No chance. Okay. Okay. So here's here's the deal for me on this one. I'm so mad at Vegas. <laughs> I'm so mad that they put this line correctly under 30 point, under 40 points. I would, I, this is a lock for the Cowards parlay is teasing the under in this game. How the, the only way to, to, to point 37 is too low. It's just, that's oh. too low. That's a scoop and a score. And all of a sudden you're sweating it, but that's, that's how the points get scored in this game is the touchdown score props Bosa. Okay. That's that's the one that you're playing today. Who is scoring here? Bucks have one of the worst offenses in football. <laughs> Brock Purdy. Do you think they're they're running the ball with old beat up CMC against that defense that's geared to stop the run? This is this is both a good game because you have to watch it because of both teams' outcomes, and we have to see more Brock Purdy. So shout out to you for putting Brock Purdy into the uh, Purdy into the group, but. This is going to be a slog of a game. There's just the, the amount of shock I would have if this turned into even a 27-24 type of game. Oh, yeah. 17-14, oh, right? Uh, off the charts. Oh. Off the charts. Could not see it. Cannot see it. What? I wonder what the value is for Tampa Bay not scoring a point. Mm. I, I'm going to go look because... No, they're scoring a point. I, a point? You or, think, or, or, okay, no buddy, touchdowns. Did you, did, you no forget, touchdowns. did you forget the team that Tom Brady was scorned by for Jimmy Garoppolo? Did you forget the team that Tom Brady grew up loving? I think that you have. I think that you need to retract that. Cut that from the podcast, what Jobo just said. No, Cut no, it from no, the pod, no. Him saying no, no, that no. The, Tom Brady's not going to score a point against his team. Oof. He didn't start. Oh. He didn't start. <laughs> Jobo. He didn't start. Points for Jobo. Accurate. He yeah, didn't start. Oh, dude. Austin thought he was getting that. Austin <laughs> went up start. to the rim. That was Wolford the angle. And then just like rejected. You were Andre Iguodala. You thought it was a layup. And then LeBron came out of nowhere and just swatted the Tampa crap Bay out of you. Okay, Tampa Bay team total touchdowns under one and a half at plus money. Mm, under one and a half. half. Actually, kind of don't mind that. Anyway, that's that's kind of decent. That's kind of decent. That's, anyway. where, okay, that's where I was going. Let's no take a break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna much. do more bets later. We're gonna do. We're gonna keep this train rolling. We'll come back because there's way more picks. So that was time for action. Brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app to get in on the action. Must be 19 plus. Must be in Ontario. Please play responsibly. When we come back, my boy Dan Riccio is here. My boy Dan Riccio is here. Canucks talk, kicking the grass. What are you doing here? Uh, just yeah, it's kind of personal. All right, let's visit family. <laughs> I should have asked that. <laughs> I should have asked that before. It's, it's all good. Here. He's like, ah, uh, it's bad. Like, okay. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not afraid to say it, but my 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 grandmother passed away, and it's like a celebration of life. 102 years old, incredible, incredible woman. Yeah, she had over 100 grandchildren. She was like the most, and she somehow like got along with everybody. What? Which is probably the craziest thing about it all. So over a wow. hundred with, uh, say the grandchildren. <laughs> I know, I know wow. you're being over the top. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I mean, if you include spouses, then we can get over over a hundred. Dude, that's wild. There's five generations. Yeah, like it was wow, grandchildren, great grandchildren, and great great grandchildren. Man, yeah. 
So that's a, a life we'll live. <laughs> that's a life we'll live. Yeah. I, I know. I know you loved your Nona. That's that's. Shouts I'm, to Nona Palma. She was uh, great. Yeah. Thank I'm, you. I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. Uh, again, always tough to lose a grandparent. Yeah. But it is like, it, yeah, there is something comforting when a grandparent passes and you know that they lived a full and great life. Oh yeah, they were yeah. amazing. She there was is, amazing. There is something about that. Just being able to kind of celebrate them and sort of take it all in and have those memories with family, like that's yeah always good. Being you being able to be here with a huge family like yeah. that, everybody getting to share stories, like. Yeah, that is that is nice, man. 102, like I, I would be, it would be crazy. 2089 if I. Who do you think out of us? <laughs> I don't even want to. That 2089, man. I some days, 2089. That that would be my like my Joe year if alive. I last no, 102. I'll be, I, I would be 2102. That's the year. Oh that my god, I would get to. You'd get to 2100. Yeah, he's a baby. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, seeing it roll over. I was over. born in this century. <laughs> Damn, Joe, you get to see it roll over. Oh my god, over I feel so old next to this guy. No, I know. It's sorry, sucks. Joe. It sucks. He that's why, for it that's why I just crush him. <laughs> Joe, you're 14. Here's how, Danny, this is what you do. You just be mean to him. You can, no, no, Danny, no. You can say whatever you want to him, all right? Okay. He's here for that. All right. <laughs> that's why I hired the initiation period. I get say, it. Yeah. Must, and whatever you want to say to him, you just fire away at any time. You know, you want to let something out, you just take it out on him. That's what he's doing. All right. All right. Uh, so, Dan Riccio, Canucks Talk, Kick in the Grass. Um, okay, so World Cup. I, I got to admit something to you. Um, yeah. This is where... This is where my sports fandom, this is my true sports fandom. This is a throwback sports fandom thing for me. Okay. Where used to be for me after heartbreak in sports, it took me a little while to watch games again. Yeah. Like the year after the Sonics left, I didn't watch the NBA for the entire year. <laughs> I just didn't. I couldn't do it. I, I would watch like a little highlight and then I would get sad and I'd go down to my room. I would watch Sean Camp highlights and cry. <laughs> it was literally in university, too. Biggest loser ever. You coming out partying tonight? No, I have two sad songs. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. When they won the lottery ball and they were going to get Kevin Durant, I ran out screaming into the streets in Ottawa, screaming like, the songs are going to stay. My life is safe. They always didn't happen. I've had the... What, one of the most traumatic things for me from a sports fan standpoint was when the Leafs lost in 2013. I had just gotten a job here, and I had to come into work and cut clips the next day. Yeah. And I was just sick. I was just sick and sour. And guess what I did after that? I was not watching Stanley Cup playoffs. I was just not. I took a while. where I, was, I wasn't watching. I was like cutting clips. I was a drone. I was empty inside. I <laughs> was a there. Husk. I was a husk. <laughs> Nothing. You, 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 like, there's a little part of you that's still scared anytime the Leafs are up 4-1 in a game. Oh, I, every, every single time. Every single time. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that trauma just never fades. Here's the thing about the Leafs. I, I just, there's nothing I feel good about. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? They haven't allowed a goal no, in, like, dude, seven no, games. No, kicking ass. But that's like, the thing. That's the thing. You get really excited. And yeah. I, really, I really believe right now in my heart that they're the best team in hockey. Mm. I do. I just Oof. think. That, I do. I think they're the best team in hockey. Maybe Colorado is when they get healthy. But yeah. as of today, this very moment, I think it's either them or the Golden Knights. Those are the two teams where it's like if my life was on the line, they're the two teams that I would pick, and I think that the Leafs beat more teams than the Golden Knights do. Yeah, but the Le- the Golden Knights have matched up very well against the Leafs, and I can't disregard that. And Golden like the the West is just like so bad. Yeah, so. the West sucks, <laughs> and yeah, the East horrible. is so good. No, the West sucks. The, the West, West is mur- like uh, the East is murderers row, yeah. and the West is just like a bunch of cupcakes, yeah. right? I and also little respect to the Bruins and some respect to the Devils as well, especially given that the Devils outplayed the Leafs twice, but. The yeah. Devils are pretty good, man. Devils are good. Devils they're, are Devils are real like good. They're frighteningly good. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know how it's going to translate in the playoffs when the, the game changes a little bit. That's but why. like right now, man, they 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 have like two losses in twenty games. It's un, it's insane. Second best second best record in the league. But yeah, that's why. But that's why I like the Leafs more. Is I do think experience matters. And I'm just saying, if it was a matchup driven yeah. scenario, mm-hmm. I would take the Leafs over the Devils in a series today. Yeah. I would. And I just that's that's how I would feel about it. Anyway, that all this is to say, that's how I was with the World Cup. Okay. Canada loses, Canada gets ousted, and I was bitter. 
Atiba has a chance at a goal, and I, I really do feel like that would have just swung something for me, a draw where Atiba Hutchinson scores. Like, yeah. Davies the future gets one, and Atiba gets one the, the past, and I'm feeling just a little bit, okay, this is fine. Mm-hmm. And Canada comes out of there, they don't get a point. What was it, minus five goal differential? Yeah. 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 The Croatia game was just humbling. And, and I'm not ashamed. Like, I want you to guys to know this, that I'm still very proud of the program, that ride of watching Canada soccer qualify. Yep a cycle ahead of when everyone thought that they would Mm -hmm. the memory of me being in Hamilton for the USA game. It's, it's an all time Mm -hmm. sports memory. Borean kind of spoiled that memory a little bit with the way that he played in the world cup. I'm not going to lie against Morocco. Should have worn the pants. Yeah. No, I don't care how hot it is. Just wear the pants. They had, they had the magic. They did have the magic. Yeah. Although then they got the stench too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that game against Morocco is tough to watch. <laughs> those, you come out of Qatar with those sweats. Those you're burning those as the Homer yeah. Simpson ghost underwear. I mean, just... Borhan was like really bad. Yeah. Uh, argue, like him and David were such yeah. massive disappointments for top, Canada. Top of the pile when it yeah. comes to the most disappointing things. Yeah. Unless you count Estacio getting hurt, which just sucked for him because I felt like he could have. Uh, you and I did the preview, right? And yeah. I mentioned how, to me, this was my hope that he was going to like really break out a bit more. Yeah. Obviously, he already plays on a big club, but that he was going to become more of a household name in Canada and he was going to be the slept-on player that was so important to them. And then, yeah, he gets hurt against a great midfield. And, yeah, just it felt well, like Well, look at when lost. he got hurt. Yeah, I know. You know, like it just completely changed the match. Yeah. Because Canada was kind of in it against Croatia. He gets hurt in the 35th minute. I don't want to. Just reliving, okay, this, is reliving this horror show. No, but this is what I'm saying. And it, it is hurt. And it's hurt too because normally when you are a team that nobody believed in, and we we know this from watching a ton of sports, uh, progress isn't always linear, but you're usually left with the feeling of, I can't wait for the next time around. I can't wait for Copa or like Gold Cup. Like, we'll see if they actually play in Copa. I want to talk to you about that. Mm -hmm. But I'd be really excited for that. Hell yeah. Honestly, part part of the thing about like this recent cycle that Mm -hmm. we're all going to like look back on is... We're never really going to have another fun World Cup qualifying. That's what I mean. That's gone. Session. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's we've stress. been deprived of it forever, yeah. right? Because Canada didn't make the the final stage of qualifying since 1998 before this recent one. And 48 team World Cup, they're not going to have to go through qualifying for 2026 at all. Yeah. And for a team like Canada who's always going to be in an uphill battle to like actually do something in a World Cup, mm-hmm. the best parts are the qualifying generally. Yep. And yeah. we're not going to really have that anymore. That's why I really hope the Copa thing happens. Yeah. And yeah, we'll get into that in just like one second. The other part of it is, okay, so the the innocent climb is done for yep. this program. Yep. Everything now is we're going to become a little bit more entitled as sports fans, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate, but it is this reality of the situation, right? You even saw it with the, some of the people on social when Candle lost. Was, they got embarrassed. This was embarrassing. And we did. Shut up. <laughs> Hated that so much. Pissed me off. Yeah. That was the only thing that triggered me. Blue Jays fans on Twitter right now doing the oh season not over that pissed me off top of the mountain number yeah. two slot people who were actually pissed off that yeah. Canada didn't get into the qualifying rounds <laughs> or past the qualifying rounds in a tournament where only eight countries in the world have won <laughs> yes <laughs> like yeah. that, that is since just, 1930 uh, yeah by no the way. it's just no it's 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 truly it's at bad. the same time before the tournament started if if you were to be like yeah Canada's gonna lose to Belgium and Croatia it's yeah, like no, yeah like, of, of course, course they are yeah. you know? yeah. <laughs> I yeah anyway. literally everybody outside of Canada just wrote them off it's, like it, yeah they're finishing fourth it's one of those things that like how expectations change immediately once like the actual games play because you see them play against Belgium you're like 
Oh, that's really disappointing that they didn't get a result here. Yeah. No, that's that, to me the biggest what ifs are going to be. Yeah, the Davies penalty. If if he scores that penalty, what does that game look like? Yeah. How much does it change? And then, boy, then all of a sudden, I know Morocco is great, and I know that they're through and they're having a moment, and they got the Canadian goalie doing things. Yeah, they got some real momentum, but it, I would have been curious to see if Canada could have just drawn with them. If well, both of those Borean teams would, gave away the first goal. I know. That's what I mean. But literally it, gave it away. Yeah. yeah. And the put, second put goal right wasn't up, great. Can you imagine either, what that would have been like actually if Canada had a shot to go like to qualify for the next round and Borean did that? Oh, oh my god. He wouldn't be able to move back here. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. He would never be allowed in the 90th back. minute. He's got to like he's literally got to go live in caves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's done. He's got to go. Just, he was ne- like he was creeping up on Craig Forrest as uh, most popular Canadian goalie of all time. No, and not, guess what? Not Forrest anymore. is going to keep that position for a while. Craig Forrest, <laughs> yeah. congratulations yeah. on you one uh, continuing the cycle <laughs> as Canada's most popular goalie of all time. Anyway, so it's been a, it's been a little tough for me to get back into it. So it's the soccer fellas, the boys. I'm I'm already in on England France. That's like a no brainer. You can be yeah yeah. That's just nothing, right? Yeah. Like not nothing in terms of the event. That's nothing in terms of being able to get interested. Yeah. I, I genuinely don't know what kind of person you'd have to be to not have a even passing interest of want that to be on in the background or yeah. want to check the score of that or storylines are crazy there. Yeah, I- exactly. So uh, what I'm actually gonna do, like we'll talk about that game, mm-hmm. but I do want to know what the Thing that you guys find most interesting is the rest of the way out. Oh, it's still, I know it's like the low hanging fruit, but it's yeah. Messi Ronaldo. Okay. Yeah. Like Lionel Messi winning a World Cup. Okay. I got Ronaldo, so this is good. He is, <laughs> what I love about Messi and the whole thing, it's, it's always going to be about them, you know, just like it's always been about Brady versus Manning <laughs> in the NFL for, yeah. for so long. But Messi Ronaldo is always going to be a thing. It's always, like Maradona versus Pele is still one of the greatest soccer arguments of all time. And people still argue and they didn't even actually play in the same generation really. Mm-hmm. So Messi Ronaldo is, is going to live on forever. And you know, it's just fact that Messi is still playing at the height of his powers, or he's certainly gotten back to a form that Ronaldo hasn't found lately. And the way that Messi's playing, the way that he's able to carry Argentina Mm-hmm. I I love that storyline. I'm all this, over it. This isn't this is a very risky thing for me to approach right now because oh, no. of you know the demographics of this audience. Uh oh. <laughs> Don't tell me you're on the Dutch today. Oh, I'm definitely on the Dutch. <sighs> oh, I like that. I'm, so am I. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm all in on this. I'm all I'm all in on the Dutch because I just think it would be it'd be pretty cool to see them. They're they're a powerhouse country. I'd love to see them get a World Cup. Powerhouse like, has they're, never won. They're like one of the snake bit teams, and I, I'm a believer in, like, I always kind of root for the teams that have a little bit of, man, just let the, let them get one. You yeah. know, let them, let them get the one. And so I, I am kind of back in I mean, Messi's kind of that, you know. Yeah, no, it, that's, which is fine. 2014. He has, okay, yeah, that's true. But that's not where I was going with this. The nightmare is, is that for uh, where the demographics of the show are, the, the Portuguese. <laughs> they are in St. Clair, okay. They are in, yeah, they are in a world of hurt right now. Their boy, like they're winning these games, and their boy is like pouting and walking off the pitch, yeah, and making it all about him, yeah. And they're gonna be like, "No, he's not." And I'm like, "Yes, he is." I'm watching this, and I see it, and I I know what's going on. This guy's huffing and puffing, and he's not having a good time. This is embarrassing for him. Messi is dominating. Man, Sid, you know how many times people are gonna play the Messi Sid fraud thing <laughs> if Messi wins a World Cup and and, Ren- Dude, and Ronaldo's I've seen that play? from like European yes content yeah. creators. No, it's man, crazy. That was global yeah. worldwide. Like Sid, man, you know Sid. He comes yeah. on, he crushes microphones. Yeah. Yeah. Sid is literally like, 
if you think about being a stand-up comic and a headliner <laughs> comes in and they crush and then you have to follow, that's how it feels when you're yeah. on air with Sid. Is yeah. He's just an A-lister who can just... He can murder a microphone. It's just and crazy. I saw delivering like, soccer takes, he can, like I said, he's he's a world class broadcaster yeah. who can crush a take out of the park with the confidence, photo, the articulation, all of it. Right? Yeah. That that's forever. That's a forever clip. Yeah. But oh my god, <laughs> the stakes, <laughs> the stakes for this guy right now, the stakes for Portugal right now, like. No, it, I was going to say that. Okay, know. Ronaldo's always been the fraud, though. Like, I know oh, that. Yes, oh, yes, Danny. Yes. Dude, this is where I'm going. Okay, so, but I was just saying, like, they, it's the World Cup <laughs> over Euro Cup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just, if Messi gets this one, it's like. No, uh, it's huge. And like, it's you know, done, right? If if Messi gets this one. As, it's over. It's over. It's, it's over. It's yeah. done. It's, it's done. It's done. It, it, it has to be. It, look, Messi. If it's not already. So oh my God, I'm gonna get three gonna of get, the biggest things. I can never go back. Three of the player. biggest things as, as as a footballer, as a soccer player, that, that you do, that you have a chance to like impact the game on dribbling, uh, obviously your your ability to shoot and assists, right? Mm-hmm. So goals, assists, and your ability to dribble the ball, create space. Messi is arguably the best to ever do all three of those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all three of them, and as good as Ronaldo has been through his career, and as the goal scorer that he is, the poacher that he is. I don't mean to diminish his accomplishments as a player, but you know, people cite the the Champions Leagues that he won with Real Madrid. They had the mm-hmm. greatest midfield of all time, like the one that was ever assembled: Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, and Casemiro. Are yeah. you kidding? Bro, gonna call you know, him and nobody show. ever talks about that. <laughs> yeah. They only talk about oh yeah, Ronaldo, like all those goals he scored uh, through through the Champions League, and <laughs> now, you know. He's a fantastic player, but sure, that's obvious. Um, that's not the question here. He's that's not. not the... <laughs> It's just different than Messi. The way Messi, uh, his intelligence in the game, he's not like this incredible athlete in the way that Ronaldo is, like he was made in a science lab. He's tiny, he's thin, and he just somehow just manipulates the game with his mind and his ability to work in, in short spaces. It's incredible. You watch Messi play. He's like a walking assassin. He just like walks, he waits, looks over his shoulder, sees where the space is. If you just focus on Messi during a match in the final third, and he, he'll be walking most of the time. He waits for that exact moment mm-hmm. that space is going to open up. He'll play that one, too. Next thing you know, left foot, far corner, yep. and it's a goal for Argentina, he, he Barcelona, does that thing or whoever. Where when, he, when he's walking, if you watch him, you'll see him well, uh, as a radio show. People can't see what I'm doing, but he, he's always scanning. Like He's always looking. His yes. eyes are going everywhere. His head's moving. He's looking at a, he's looking at the center backs, looking at the fullbacks. And then you're right. He's walking, preserving his body, and then as soon as he needs to, it's like an assassin. Like you said, he strikes. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's absolutely incredible. And he's been that way his whole career, and he's even doing it now, and is playing some of his best football since going, like with PSG going into this World Cup. Yeah. You look at Ronaldo... As soon as things start to fall apart, he's like, he's losing himself. You know, he's clearly not a starter anymore. Mm-hmm. The Manchester United manager started that. Now his manager goes through with that in the round of 16. You look at the two games where Ronaldo hasn't played. The first match against Ghana of the yeah. tournament. Mm-hmm. It's 1-1. They take Ronaldo out and they destroy Ghana. They score two goals really quickly. Rafael Leal and better. Like Portugal is clearly better without Ronaldo on the field. They Oof. do this. Round of 16 against Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo doesn't start. 6-1. His yeah. replacement, Gonzalo Ramos, scores a hat trick for crying out loud before Ronaldo comes on the pitch. Benfica stud. Dude, Dan, Dan Riccio going to 
get started like a war between college and Saint. No, because I got I, okay. I, you know me. I'm a diehard. I'm a diehard Juventus fan. And when Ronaldo, yeah, when Ronaldo exactly. transferred there. This is part people, of the reason. Oh, Ronaldo transfers there. Yeah, see, and everybody Let like. It out. Everybody's like, oh, this is so cool. I'm yeah. like, no, I hate this. Yeah. This is awful. <laughs> and sure, they won titles, but they were the best team in Italy. Of course they were going to win titles. Ronaldo scored a bunch of goals. Yeah, of course he's going to score a bunch of goals. Italy, the rest of Italy was crap at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, I feel like the emperor right now. Where I'm like, let the hate flow through you. <laughs> the team just got cons- <laughs> like little by little. The team got worse. Yeah. And then they finally stopped winning titles. And, and Ronaldo's like, nah, I want to go now. It's crazy how his World Cup career is going to end to Morocco, too. That's wild to me. Oh, my God. That's wild. All right. So, no, but this is this is what <laughs> I'm saying, though. The stakes are just massive. Yeah. I know Morocco has been good, and everyone's doing the same take of they're way better than everybody thought, and blah, 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 they deserve to be here, and all this different stuff. But if Argentina beats a powerhouse in the Netherlands, and Portugal loses to Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because Messi dominates and then Ronaldo's Ronaldo sits. Yeah. I, I just don't know how that doesn't become the legacy of this World Cup, other than the only hope is if you're if you're a Portugal fan, is you hope that England wins. That's yeah. the only thing that can kind of overshadow it. Although maybe then it even makes it more memorable. I don't know. Like I don't even know I don't even know what you're hoping for. Like maybe actually Morocco wins it all and you go, though, we lost to the team that was the they were the ones. Anyway, I if just, England wins, yeah, then then uh, then Ronaldo can can skirt off the criticism. But oof. Ronaldo's not getting out of this, man. Like it, like this well, is no, it. internationally, this is gonna haunt he, him forever. Like here in this country, it's it's not gonna be the same outside of like so it's okay, Portuguese fans. It's okay, my buddy Mike Gomes. Like, you're, you guys are doing all right. It's okay, Sixero Brothers. Mm. Nobody's going to keep reminding you of this, except for the hardcore diehard soccer fans. But It's got to be one of the wor- like biggest miscalculations of how to manipulate the media of all time. His like mm. interview with Pierce Morgan oh, and how much extra goodness. attention it's put Why did he do that? on him going that into was... this turn. Like now, you know, the Portugal manager does what he should do and like have Ronaldo on as a super sub mm-hmm. in a round of 16 matchup. But all of it is like, oh, Ronaldo actually wants to leave. Like, no, nope, <laughs> it's not true. I, I was pretty critical of Fernando Santos for the tournament, but he actually just benching Ronaldo and starting Ramos was like the best thing that they've ever oh, done. Oh, man. It's it's the best thing they've ever done. Best thing they've ever done. Best thing they've ever done. It's the best thing they've ever done. Portugal. Know, that, that just, that kind of language is so good for this. <laughs> Ronaldo <laughs> has to be to put tank. in his place and understand, like, he's oh, a super yeah. sub now. Like, that, mm-hmm. you're, you're 38, man. Just I, I will it. add, he does have a couple years on Messi. That's yeah. the only thing I will say to defend Ronaldo in any way that he does have a couple of years on Messi. Mm. We'll see how Messi is when he's also 38. Also, the he never got say. busted for tax evasion. <laughs> they both did. <laughs> they did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they both did. <laughs> you know what, though? As they should. <laughs> As they should. They, 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 look at, they look at us in North America. They look at what Bezos does where Bezos is like, yeah, I paid 100 grand in taxes this year. They're like, pardon me? And then everyone's just like, nah, that's fine. That's cool. That's, a, that's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Berg, it's part. It's part of the debate. Who evaded tax, tax, taxes better, Ronaldo or Messi? Who <laughs> Who's did? the real goat? Well, I would say Ronaldo because I know more about Messi doing it. So yeah. just from a casual standpoint, <laughs> true, I feel true. like yeah. yeah, Ronaldo is the better tax evader. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's Ronaldo, a good point. Ronaldo, he's you can't say he's the goat of tax evasion. 
<laughs> like that's, who would that be? We don't know. Yeah. He's not Actually, Al Capone. Yeah, we, we don't even know who it is. No, we don't know who that is. They're just so good. Yeah, they're so good. Uh, they're so good. I wanted to make a joke about something, and then I was like, no, that's, that's actually like against the rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't just incriminate people on the radio. <laughs> you can't just slander people. Oh. Uh, anyway, so uh, Dan Riccio, great okay. line. Um, Ronaldo's the real fraud? Ronaldo is the fraud. Sixero's <laughs> on the line. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's there. Say it. What's up, bro? Oh, man. the hell do you think <laughs> you are? I'm sitting here. I'm watching Brazil-Croatia on my laptop. I just did yeah. three and a half hours of television, by the way. Yeah. I'm sitting here watching Croatia. Great to see you guys, by the way. I yeah. hope you're good. Wa- and my ears are burning. I have three people <laughs> texting me saying, get in on this. Because the guy whose team you need the Hubble telescope to see in Italy, because I get her nowhere to be seen right now, is talking junk on Sportsnet 590 yeah. to fan in the J.D. Muckus podcast. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll jump in. I'll do the yeah. run-in from the back, like Monday yeah. Night Raw, yeah, and I'll try is. and fix this as best as I can with a steel chair. Then I'll leave. By God, that's it, Sixero. Okay, so Dan, <laughs> Dan calls, he, he calls him the real fraud. And all I'll say is from the casuals outsider standpoint, there's a lot of, hey, one guy's playing dominating, the other guy's sitting not playing pouting. It's, it's a tough visual. The stakes here seem pretty big, Sid. Like, if Messi gets a World Cup and you guys get bounced to Morocco and Ronaldo's on the bench, like, you, we're, what's the pressure level right now? The pressure level, well, listen, I got I to gotta, I gotta peel this back here because I'm getting this third and fourth hand. Yeah. Riccio's take on Ronaldo, so you think Ronaldo is selfish, correct? Yes. You think he's lazy, correct? <laughs> Oh, I don't know about lazy. Oh, dude, you, yeah, think, you think he hasn't? No, thanks, JD. Appreciate <laughs> you. He hasn't performed. You think he hasn't performed, correct? Yes. You think he's self-centered? Yes. You think he would rather burn things down than watch others have success? Oh, yes. Yeah. You think he's past his prime? Yes. You don't think he's a great player anymore? Uh, he's still like he's a super sub now. Like, but let's be realistic about it. He's you a think super they're better sub. Better without him. You think they're better without him? Uh, starting a match. Yeah. Like if he's cool being like, Hey, I'm coming in in the 70th minute in a tie game and I can be the one guy that can make Don't a difference. Back down, sure. Don't back down. Right. But he's, he's so not, last, so he's not a starter time. anymore. You know, Eric Ten Hag did it and, and he like freaked out forced his way out of Manchester United. Now everybody's wondering if he's doing it with Portugal. It doesn't seem like that's the case. It looks like a lot of unsubstantiated rumors, but you know, he laid the groundwork, the foundation of this conversation with whatever he did with Pierce Morgan before the tournament. So you think one last thing you think, there's a better chance of Portugal winning this tournament with Ronaldo starting games on the bench than in the starting eleven. Yes. I 100% agree with you. 100%. Thank you. With that said, with that said, uh, Ronaldo still has a European championship. Messi's and got a Copa Messi, America. It's all good. And Messi once won a tournament with 10 teams in it. Yes, what a challenge. <laughs> what a challenge. But what what a challenge. How did they get through Ecuador with no fans in the crowd, right? But Argentina, let's remember. Hey, you hey, want to talk about last like, summer? Like, you you know what? Last summer? You let's know what? Talk about last summer. Let's the, talk about last summer. Messi <laughs> goes into the Maracana, which is like the Montreal Forum of Soccer in a pandemic tournament where no one was there. <laughs> so are you telling me if that place is filled with 80,000 people at the, at the Montreal Forum of Brazilian Soccer, you think Argentina and Messi, and Messi, by the way, well, let me go through his stats even that game, zero goals, zero assists. Yeah, you pandemic Messi, titles don't count. Pandemic titles yeah, are, are not, pandemic they don't titles, count. Unless you're John Cooper, no one cares about him. Yeah. No one. So what I'm saying 
is Messi. The, the notion that Messi won a tournament with four teams in it last summer, whatever that was, all of a sudden has shown the world that he is an international player at this level is a fallacy. And you see it every game they've played. He is playing like they're going to take the sport away from him. He's so desperate to win this. And you see it every minute. He knows that was a paper ridiculous championship last year. It means nothing. This is where the big boys play. This is where you make your bones. This is where Maradona did it. This is where Pele did it. This is where Zinedine Zidane did it. This is where some of the greats did it. And unless he does it here, he's got nothing. At least Portugal won a 16-team tournament, which by my math is six more than the Copa America. Uh, so, but I well, wish him well. I wish him well. It's, it's taking a lot of pride for me to say this, but do you know the last team to win the European Championship? A team that's not even in the World Cup right now. It's shocking. It is shocking. <laughs> and now, it like, Portugal, like, hey, Ronaldo was on the bench when they scored the winner in that final. It was an injury, yeah. but he was on the bench. It's a legit point that happened. Actually, the best, can, can I tell you guys the best conversation I ever? Hold on, how much time you got, Jitty? You Where are we listen. At? You got you got time. I, this I'm enjoying this so much. This is this this is all I ever wanted. I, I I feel bad because I I'm basically the kid in the locker room that's like fight fight fight. <laughs> no, we're good. Rich, Rich so knows so how much good. I love him and he and he's killing it. Of course, no, this is so great. great. This, this is so, great. No, there's all love here. By this the way, by the way, the Canucks are going to the Western Conference Final. Western oh. Conference Canucks are Canucks are going to do the biggest heel turn you've ever seen and become the <laughs> better better than the Bertuzzi teams. I don't better. know, man. I've watched that better. team we're play gonna, too we're often. We're going to cut that part of the podcast because we want to we want to save you from that, Sid. We don't don't wanna... trade Luke Shen. Give him eight years at six. <laughs> don't trade Luke Shen. Eight years. At... Anyway, okay. um, what my, my, my point was, I totally forgot my point. It's just great to talk to you, J.D. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Sorry. Uh, Kevin Barker. My only Kevin Barker soccer story is this. Mm. So 2016, Portugal wins the game, but as Riccio brought up, Ronaldo got hurt, left, but came back out to receive the trophy as captain, which is a thing you do in soccer. So I walk in the next day, like one of the best weekends of my life, hands down, <laughs> hands down. Yeah. I see Kevin Barker and he goes, what the hell was that, man? <laughs> and I, and I go, it's not a good Barker. I'm sorry. But I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, he's like, Ronaldo didn't play the game. <laughs> that got better. The, the Barker got better. Thank you. It got Thank better. You. That was the Thank game. You. There's that didn't game. Barker play the game. There. I'm like, what are you talking about? It was like a mix of, of like a guy from the South and triple H. Yeah. He's like, you didn't play the game. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, how are you going to lift the trophy? You got to play the game, brother. You got to play the game. These are the exact so words he used. Kevin yeah. It was uh, Kevin Barker's only soccer take yeah. of his life. Yeah. <laughs> of his life. One. Because I think we were going to talk, like, he was in the middle of, like, a Josh Donaldson take. I forget yeah. what he was talking about. <laughs> in that day. But he goes, that's ridiculous if you didn't play. You didn't. The teammates won it. He did not win it. And he would not relent. And he was right. It, at his core. Kevin Barker was right in his only soccer take of human existence. And I still resent him to this day for it because it's one of the weirdest moments ever. Ronaldo didn't play most of the game and they won. Yeah. So I'm now at a point where um, I've known for a while, this guy's been hurting the team because he doesn't play for anybody. Mm. Yeah. Play for himself. That's him. it. I swear to God, what give yourself three minutes when he gets subbed on tomorrow. I don't think he's starting. 
when he gets subbed on tomorrow, watch him. Do not stray from anything else and watch how little he is physically doing mm-hmm. for the other 10 guys. Because Portugal this whole tournament have been playing 10 on 11 with him out there. No one can dispute that with me. I forgot more about soccer than some people will ever know. I watch. He hurts the team. I don't care what his resume is. So I think he sits, and I think they can win the tournament if he sits. If they go back to old Lang Syne tomorrow, I will lose my mind after that performance the other day. I will lose my mind if they mess with that starting front four and put him back in there. I'll okay. freak out. Okay, so Dan's got to run, so we'll end on this. Bye, we'll let you go, too. <laughs> no, he's, he's good. If, if Messi gets this done, like if, the, if Argentina wins the World Cup, the debate between the two is over, yes? Yes. Yes. I'll give, I'll give him that. Those are this is a hard tournament to win, man. Yeah. This is a hard tournament to win. The greats do it. Yeah. The greats do it. I don't make the rules, but that's the way it goes. You don't, win a, you don't win a 19 tournament and say you're great. Yeah. I'm speechless. My point is proven. Online. This is great. Are, and then are you prepared to do your Argentinian like broadcasting tour that you're going to have to <laughs> oh, do after boy. that? Because it's, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you're going to be on a million shows. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going on Sportsnet Deportivo. I'm going on all. The Sid 6 Apology Tour uh, potentially coming to a, uh, a town in Argentina near you. Uh, Sid, yeah. you're a beauty. Thanks for doing this, buddy. Uh, Rich, love you, brother. Hope you're well. You you're too, doing Sid. great out there, man. Keep going. Cheers. Later, JD. See you. See you, bud. Sid uh, Sixero dropping in. And, yeah, uh, no, no bye for Joe. Didn't hey. even say bye to me. Well, yeah, oh, no you're too young. Yeah, so. oh, I didn't really talk that much in that segment. So, <laughs> yeah, I just want to say like Portugal with Ronaldo, like they haven't done well at World Cups either. No, they haven't. I mean, they've done well enough. Round but. of sixteens, group stages. They, went, Anyways, they came fourth in 2006. I'm going to leave the oh. studio today, and there's going to be people outside, like when Grapes <laughs> got fired. There's going to be some guy with a bus. <laughs> but th- this is the thing about Ronaldo. Like, it's been this way for yeah. five years now, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. When he's playing on a team, the team is only set up for him to score goals. Mm-hmm. And you can't – like, you can beat bad teams like that. You can beat mid-level teams like that. Yeah. You can't beat top-end teams – by playing that way to have one guy up top filtering all of the service. Like you, you just cannot win that way. Juve was built that way. Yeah. And it, it eventually fell apart. Now oh, we're yeah. going through and, a massive and rebuild it's, and it's a disaster. Now it's really bad. I like to picture Alex Xero right now. Furious. That's it. Deliver that take. <laughs> like, I like, I like to picture the two of them watching the game together later. Just I was ready to go to war. And so yeah. just like, I agree no, with you. you. Oh, great. Yeah. That was yeah. See, again. Like I said, this was a big heel turn. That's just like, again, saw the greats do it. Yeah. Set you up, you're on edge of your seat and then boom, delivery other way. <laughs> zag. So before you go, that Canucks take though, was the worst I've ever heard. Unbelievable. Yeah. Was, I think, I think he was, that was him teasing you. I know. I think that was him trying to get you riled up, going like, hey, you still got to hope. You'll still be around. You might trying have stuff to, to do. Hope. Like, nah, you guys rot. <laughs> you guys have nothing. No, these guys are bad. <laughs> Those guys are terrible. Okay, before we go, um, who do you guys think wins? Who do you guys, who do you guys think? No, 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 not the whole thing. Just oh. the England-France game. Because let's stay in oh. the moment here. England-France, who gets this one done? France. I was going with France as well. Mm. I think Kylian Mbappe is going to be way too much for England's back line. Maguire and uh, Harry Maguire and John Stones are not fast. Mbappe is him, eh? It's he's just, that's, yes. that's him. he's him. It's yes. it's uh, France. Matt, what a moment for <laughs> France right now. Wembenyama, Mbappe. Yeah. There's yeah. Got, it's madness that he's able to like no, run sorry. that fast and dribble at the same time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's not even fair. It's not fair. 
It's, it's uh, glued to his feet. It's McDavid on, on a soccer field. Like Literally. You're not supposed to move that fast no. and dribble and do all of these things all at the same time. Yeah. It's not humanly possible. Uh, England, I, I've actually been a, a, an England backer a little bit in that people are like, oh, you play defense too much. Like, well, they're going to have to if they go up against France. So I think the way that they've been set up is to have success in this game mm-hmm. because they've just gone with the defensive posture the whole time. Uh, just France is too good. Yeah. Like they're playing half their B team right now and they're still too good. Yeah. Um, so England doesn't tough. have a chance on the wings because Kunde and Teo Hernandez are not incredible. Yeah. Back there. Yeah. And they do have plenty of wingers. Bukai yep. Osaka, Jack Grealish. I mean, I could go on and on. Um, but the, the, the big thing I'd worry about is uh, Declan Rice is health mm-hmm. against Antoine Griezmann. France's midfield, even without Pogba and, and Kante, Kante, is is still sickly good. Adrian Rabio, uh, <laughs> he's been fantastic. <laughs> I get angry about Rabio, another <laughs> yeah. Juventus player yeah, who's like all sense. of a sudden Michel Platini. But yeah, uh, I, I really like the Chuameni, uh player. Uh, he's yeah, like it's fantastic. Um, we're going too deep for JD right no, now. No, but I'm, I'm back. Yeah, this is the best segment ever for me. It's like, you know how many people are thrilled that I just stepped out of the mix here? They were just like, God, the guy talks all the time. He's finally uh, shutting up. No, this is perfect. This is what I want to know because, again, I, I think that this one is going to bring in a lot of casual people. I think that mm-hmm. Canada in this country, or sorry, soccer in this country right now, a lot of people are probably feeling the way that I do, which is after Canada dis- – I will say disappointed just because some people had expectation and that's how you measure it. No, so you should lot, be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. they, got, they got zero points, so, man. So that's, so after the disappointment, I think a lot of people have tuned out. And now I think that this weekend, everybody's back in. Like now yeah. we're in the home stretch. Everybody's back in. Now it feels like World Cup again. There was a bit of a lull and now I think yeah. we're back and no better way to have it than to have matchups like, like yeah, dude, these, these are all just pretty loaded ones. Like yeah. Netherlands, Argentina, England, France is just about as, yeah, that's about as sexy. And you got Brazil and Croatia on the TV absolutely, right now. Absolutely you do. Which yeah. I, I can't wait to watch when this is done. I I really like Argentina over Netherlands today. Um, yeah, I can't. I'm riding I'm riding with the Dutch. Netherlands. Uh, I learned that the, the, the chant is up, up, <laughs> Netherlands. Up Holland. Up Holland. That's yeah. it. There we go. Um, I really like their coach, Louis van Gaal. But mm. um Defensively, their numbers have been better than actuality. So going up against an actually good offensive team mm-hmm. is going mm-hmm. to be a problem yeah, for them. Dutch, Dutch buddies are telling me that that's the issue. Is the the D is yeah. it's not actually good. Uh, I, I, I would really want. Uh, <laughs> I would really worry about Denzel Dumfries and uh, if you know, Argentina is able to exploit that down uh, down the left flank. But I, I really like Argentina in that game. I think they're too strong. They've been really good defensively, which is probably like one of the things that people aren't talking enough about when mm-hmm. so much focus is on, on Lionel Messi, but they've been really strong defensively, which is something Argentina really never is. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be their biggest test yet, but I, I think they have been strong defensively. And then tomorrow, uh, again, France is, is just way, they're way too strong for, for England. And yeah, if if too Garrett, many options up front, if Southgate wasn't married to to you know Harry Maguire and playing his lesser center backs uh, in this tournament, I I might give England more of a chance. But we're gonna look back on 2018, and people are gonna be like, "Wow, that was really the time that England blew their chance at bringing it home mm. when they lost to Croatia in the semifinal." Not to mention Olivier Giroud just set the record for being France's all-time goal scorer, and he's. He's playing ridiculous. I mean, with AC Milan, he's kind of goes under the radar, but Olivier I just Giroud. don't a French shirt and he's... I mean, <laughs> I, I, I do have like a small crush on Olivier Giroud and I, I You're hate not the it only one. You're not the only one. Because he, he plays for AC Milan and I should hate him. Um, but 
I like just marvel at what an incredible career he has actually had. Yeah. And how like everybody was always trashing on him at Arsenal and Chelsea. It's just like so underrated. He is just an incredible. Now he's 35 and still bagging goals in a world cup. Guy's absolutely Bro, Francis all time leading goal scorer. Ronaldo can take a, a little page out of Olivier mm, Giroud's book. I, I, I want to ask you one wait, question though. We gotta go. Okay, sorry. We gotta go. We're up. We're up against clock. Oh wow. Dan's oh, we go are. Lunch. We are. Yeah. Sorry. It's sorry, Joe. It's all good. But like I said at the beginning of the segment, it's time to dunk on you. Shut up, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe, you talk shut, too much, man. Shut up, Joe. My fault. Anyway, the the soccer podcast has concluded. We will get back into football. Uh, you got kicking the grass coming up again? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow at one. Yeah, there we go. So make sure that you get that and get more reach. Our boy Devang, Jeff Blair, and they'll break down those games. Uh, Danny, so glad that you're you know that you're just around today. Oh, it's always lovely seeing, seeing you. Man. you Everybody loves you, and yeah, you are crushing it. Uh, Dan Riccio, Canucks talk kicking the grass. Make sure you follow him on Twitter and Instagram, Dan Riccio. When we come back. And TikTok, bro. Come on. I uh, know. Your TikTok suck. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't follow him there. In fact, unfollow him there. Uh, <laughs> he's, Dan's too old for TikTok. It's done. If you can follow Joe Ball on TikTok. That's the, the limit of people who can be followed on TikTok on the show. Uh, we got a couple more NFL picks, so stay tuned. Sportsnet 590. The fan. All right, let's wrap this sucker up and get into the weekend. Mine doesn't get to fully start. I'm going to jump on Kipper and Bourne later today. And uh, leave stock tomorrow night. So make sure you subscribe to that. Subscribe to this podcast. Helps me out when you leave five stars. It does. You go in iTunes, Spotify, whatever you do. Leave five stars. If you follow the podcast, subscribe, however you do that. Share it. All that stuff really, really helps. Want to do a nice thing before the weekend? Holiday spirit? Do that. Write something down. Anyway, um, it's time for action brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app to get in on the action. Must be 19 plus. Must be in Ontario. Please play responsibly. I just have a couple more things I need to do here. So we're doing two of these today. Um, It's a 17 point spread in the Texans Cowboys game. 17. I just needed to note this. Like I, I couldn't, we couldn't finish today without that. For context, the Chiefs and the Broncos is nine. I kind of I kind of like the Chiefs a little bit, by the way. I, I do. I, I kind of don't mind laying those points. They lost last week to Joe Burrow. They want to win the division. I, I don't think Mahomes screws around this game. The only thing that kind of scares me just to touch a touch, a little tiny touch, is Russ elevating his game a little bit against Mahomes. But why would I believe that when Russ has been who he is all season long? That's just me as a Seahawks fan having that in my heart of he wants to... He wants to step up. Um, 17 points. Houston's plus 1,100 to win. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just pointing it out. That's no, crazy. I, I got to get crazy. That, I'm just, yeah, 17 is a lot. So it's a lot. Boffo, does this count as a divisional game? Interstate. <laughs> I, I I would take the Chiefs. Nope, no, no problem. No, no, no. Oh, I'm, sorry, sorry. Cowboys, the Texans, Texans and Cowboys. That's what I'm saying. Does this no, count no. as a divisional game? That does no, because no, it no. is a divisional game. Chiefs, <laughs> Broncos. No, I would, like, honestly, I feel like this is like a 24-3 to win for the Cowboys or something. I was going to say, I, I like laying the points. I think the Cowboys are going to smoke them. I think it's going to be a murder. <laughs> like, the Browns, yeah. the Browns scored no touchdowns offensively. They couldn't score any points offensively last week, and they beat the Feathers out of 
that team. It was bad. It was really bad. So I I just don't I don't see any way that they get points against Michael Parsons and Co. Unless they just completely go into the they're tank. banged up to the Texans. Yeah. Uh, they're bad and they're injured. So yeah. Okay. Well, this is my I saved the best for last because this is my. I told you I got I got two bets. I wanted the Lions were my hype pick because that was the spooky sketchy line. That was the the team. I thought I could convince everybody to come along for the ride. But my actual best bet of the weekend is the Dolphins minus three at the Chargers. I'm I'm so with you on that. That yeah. was all that was almost mine instead of the Jets. Home field means nothing for the Chargers, as we well know. But here's the major reason why. The Chargers are soft. The Chargers are a soft football team. They've been soft. They were soft. They're gonna be soft. That's just who they are. That's the identity of the group. I, I don't I don't see a way that they can keep up with the Dolphins. Like I, I know that we're all down on Miami after the the game against the Niners last weekend. This is a different story. This is a totally different story. I just I think the Dolphins are going to run up the score on these guys, and that this one's not going to be particularly close. Um, there's also the added stakes of Tua being picked before Justin Herbert which is the every Dolphin fan, and li- don't get me wrong, if the Dolphins would have taken Justin Herbert, we'd be talking about them in the Super Bowl this year, but that's got to sting for Tua, and that's got to be something for his teammates. If his teammates love Tua, which they apparently do, where he has the love of the locker room, the buy in the locker room, to me, those guys will get up for this game. Mm-hmm. I just think that their defense is better. They're going to be able to run them. Chargers are one of the worst teams in the NFL against the run. I think they're 30th against the run this season. Miami has Mike McDaniel back there coaching this game up with a ton of different threats in the run game. I, I just don't see how the Chargers get stops in this game. I really don't. I think that the Chargers are going to have to score 30-plus points, and I don't see them doing that. So, yeah, I'm locking in Dolphins minus three. Um, it's minus 115, but that's my favorite bet this weekend. I love them on the money line at minus 170 as a parlay piece, if that's how you bet. But, yeah, Miami Dolphins minus three this weekend against the L.A. Chargers. It's my favorite of the favorites. The Chargers, have they're, they're allowing 151 rushing yards a game, yeah, no, fourth worst in the NFL. Dude, they're soft. They're, they're a soft mm-hmm. team. Bottom 10 in passing defense as like well. all, all the hype from the offseason was about like Khalil Mack and all it, where what has Khalil Mack done this year I, like you guys got a lot of Khalil Mack thoughts or they got JC Jackson what 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 is their what is their team what is their identity outside of Herbert sometimes makes beautiful throws they're the team that let the Raiders stick around last week like Ugh. no no faith in them whatsoever right rest now. in peace my Raiders stock that I bought <laughs> right before yesterday right before and actually the game started off and I went yeah I'm a genius. And even when it was 16 to three, I thought, yeah, I'm a genius. This is good. Well, it was perfect too, because I thought that, Hey, the Rams got a throw. And so I'm going to hit those two props mm-hmm. and I'm going to cover and everything is going to be sweet. Yep. You know what though? Huge win for, um, my true love of the NFL season right now, which is the Denver Broncos draft pick. Mm-hmm. Denver's drop Denver Broncos draft pick is my favorite thing. I, I'm telling you right now, there is almost nothing better being a sports fan than having your team be a surprise, which the Seahawks have been, and having another team's pick who sucks. The Pelicans. It's happening with them right now. This, this is the most enjoyable ride I can imagine. Just every single weekend sitting down on the couch going, huh, Seahawks might make the playoffs this year, and they might end up with a number two pick in the draft. The Rams winning that game was monumental. Monumental for the pick. The biggest game of the season for me, Rams-Broncos in a week or two. 
Huge game. I'm going to be the only person on the planet that watches that wire to wire. Me and all the rest of the Seahawks fans watching that game wire to wire. Anyways, Baker against ma- Russ. Massive win for the draft pick. Absolutely critical win for the draft pick. So, yeah, I, I could not th- could not have gone better for me outside of a gambling standpoint. From a real-life standpoint, uh, I loved it. That was Time for Action, brought to you by DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app to get in on the action. Must be 19+. plus. Must be in Ontario. Please play responsibly. So, yeah, we already did the, the Baker comeback. But I'll, I'll just say this about Baker. That had to feel... That had to feel incredible. Yeah. This guy's career has been trounced on for two years. I do think that there's some like a little bit of irony there that he does it against or he does it for the team that Odell Beckham went to and everyone went like, see, Odell Beckham's a player. And then he goes and does it. I, I kind of feel like it helps him win the Odell argument a little bit more. If I was Baker, I'd retire. <laughs> I would retire on top. Right, I would say right this is me, Peyton Manning. This is me getting the Super Bowl. This is Strahan. I'm going out. That's the best Baker can do. He's never going to win. Anyway, yep. it looks smart. It was great. What well, else do we miss? We according got to ESPN, that, that 98-yard drive, yeah. the longest go-ahead touchdown drive that began in the final two minutes in the last 45 seasons. Unreal. No, that was – that truly, that is – that is one of the most improbable things I can remember is watching yeah. Baker Mayfield drive. And I know it's the Raiders defense, blah, 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 blah. It, that was unbelievable. I could not believe that happened. Anyway, oh, well, that's what that means. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, we got time for one more thing. I want to do just, we got two minutes before we have to go and everybody hits the Friday. Plus I want to go watch World Cup. Mm-hmm. But so Zidane Chara. Yeah. I was about to ask if that's what you want to talk about. Yeah. So Zidane Chara said the Canucks practiced lifting the cup during the 2011 finals. And then... That the video went out, and then uh, Jeff Merrick texted BX about it and said, "100% didn't happen." Mm-hmm. And this, if you're looking at the timeline, this would have happened when Vancouver was up three-two ahead of Game Six in Boston. Mm-hmm. So, JD, did this happen? Like, whose who's side are you on here? Like, well, first of all, I'm on BX's side because we know him, and that's on the games with names, by the way, with Julian Edelman. That's where Char said that. Kevin Bieksa has beat up a lot of people. <laughs> and I don't want to be on that list. So neither, if neither he, do I. I don't want to say things behind his back that I wouldn't say to his face. And I would never say to his face that he's lying. So I believe you, Kevin Bieksa. Mm-hmm. I have sat across from you at dinner as you've told me stories of the, the fights that you've been in. You are the, the truth teller. Yeah. You tell the truth. Chara, world's tallest liar? No, because LeBron is taller than Chara. Yes, he but he's he's trying to he's trying to get out there. Him and LeBron. Well, I said this to Austin earlier. Like I feel like like I I doubt BX is lying, but maybe someone saw something that they just misinterpreted from yeah. the ice. Like like they they saw two guys goofing around. They're like, oh, they're practicing lifting the cup. And I said you're way too nice. I know. Well, I was trying to give you know, I was, try, I was trying to be nice to both sides. This there. is a Pete take. You, you're filling in for Pete with this, where he's like... But I'm trying to be logical Nobody about it. lied. Everyone told the I'm truth. Everyone was nice. It. Anyway, we got to go. We got to run. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.